And it's just audio, guys. It's just audio. Yeah, it's just the audio. Okay. You can okay, take your great. pants off. Doesn't matter to us. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Just the preamble to your uh, sexual encounters is <laughs> Empty diapers and cigarette wrappers and snicker wrappers and tampon and pay-free packages all out on the street. I gifted my first song in college because my friend was annoyed with the fact that I always had visible panty lines. So some of us are slow on the I literally wrote down, I don't understand. I wanted to fast forward through it, but I was like, no, I gotta watch the whole movie. I was like, what sort of fuckery is this? You can't get that rid of that smell for me. <laughs> Someone took a dump somewhere they weren't supposed to. I can't wait to introduce my wife to Damp Third. <laughs> I'm so excited. Damp Thank Third. you. Thank you, Dana. That leaf gear behind the music when they brought that dude out in a wheelchair. Oh, Jesus. I come from a long line of coin collectors. Uh, I guess Jesus didn't take the wheel. Zing. I want PCP, and if you can coat that into meth, that'd be great. That's what happens when your dick explodes, apparently. <laughs> it blows up right in your face. <laughs> I'm fairly confident I'm going to ejaculate. She's not gonna like magically become fat again. Like, I you don't never know. know. She stops doing the cocaine, she might. Wait, privilege! He took a shit in the shower and just left it there. Baldy McIdiot over here? Can you believe that he has parents? There was a fabric surplus. You can interject with a deep throat, Megan. Yes, of course. Okay. But I'm like crazy. I'm a crazy person. <laughs> what part of this movie makes sense, though? Oh, this is a Boo Radley situation. <laughs> Are you Catholic? You've killed me! Also, like, that translates to eat ass? Yeah, I'm a hussy. What are we doing? And one, and two, and four, and dance to the button, and go to the yeah. Save a horse, ride a cowboy? Ride no, a that's thing. big and rich. Colonel H. Thinkmeaner is that Luigi. He was at a party where some group sex happened. <laughs> I want you inside me. Welcome to the first annual Cappy Awards Nomination Spectacular, the award show where four millennials recognize the best and worst of high school and college movies from back in the day when you were high school and college students. Representing a class of 03, I am your co-host Crooks. Joining me this week and every week, he sings like an angel and drinks like a fish, class of 04's own Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave? Not much, man. I was a little nervous about the whole award show format, and then I watched the Oscars this year, and we couldn't do any worse, huh? Anybody? No? I, okay. I'm, I'm shocked that people believe... We should get into it. Well, yeah. I, I'm shocked people really believe that Glenn Close knows that much about DC music from the 70s and 80s. Like, you guys, she doesn't know go-go music. That was all scripted. She doesn't know the butt. <laughs> like, that was obviously all pre-planned. People like, oh my God, she knows the butt. Like, she didn't know the butt. Anybody following? She's good though. I, I, I like wanted her, her to win. Yeah, I like her a lot. Uh, also, she's so close to no, she, winning all the time. She, has she never gotten one? Glenn Close? No. She's she not nominated. Like, oh my god! Yes. Every few years, it's like, oh, she did great. She definitely wow. won't win though. Okay, that's that's surprising to me. I did not know that Trigy. she had not won one yet. She deserves one. Uh, also joining us in the class of 03, she is one half of our very own Texas Two Step, the one and only big sis, Megan Mills. What up, Megan? Hey y'all! Um, excited for this episode. Woo! Yeah, it's been yeah. a year. Yeah. How wild is that? It's been a fucking I mean, year. It's. Are you sure it's only been a year and not it's like a decade? It's been seventeen years. 
been 84 years. Uh, rounding out the two-step, this podcast chief podcast and trivia correspondent from the class of 01, Dana Griffin. What up, Dana? I'm doing all right. Um, listeners, like my voice might sound a little weird. I'm very like tucked and cinched into a beautiful gown. Beautiful gown. <laughs> Well, never see. Yeah, I think that's um, some kind of a, what is that, a Dolce & Gabbana? Who are you wearing tonight? Um, I, we don't do that anymore. We don't ask the ladies oh. what they're wearing. But oh, I, just, you know, I want you to know, guys, I really pulled it together for you. Okay, well, this evening, it's, listeners, and you'll, just, and you'll never see it. It's I'll just, this. Problematic sound for myself on them. I didn't realize that we weren't doing it anymore. I haven't watched the red carpet. Unless we're also asking the men. Well, I, I wish they would the ask. Yeah, wearing. man, ask me what I'm wearing. Yeah, are you wearing the same thing I wear every day? Wearing the same so is that thing Dave Men's Warehouse or Dillard's? No, it's a it's a long long sleeve black polo and gym shorts. Long sleeve, I am classy. Wow, yeah, always All right. All right. long sleeve, baby, long sleeve. Hi right, guys, uh, this week's episode is going to be a little bit different from the ones we've done before. Um, we are announcing the award nominees this week, and then it's up to you, our loyal listeners, to pick the winners. Uh, you can vote in our Facebook group, the Recapping Gown Fan Club, and then we will post the winners in each category in the group um, next week when the new episode drops. So um, we're just going to go through all the different categories, all of our nominees here, and then we would love it if you guys would chime in and let us know who you think deserves to win in these categories. Um, our first category this evening goes to a young actor who really stood out among the crowd and saw their career catch fire after this role. Uh, we are calling this the Best New Kid in Class Award, and the nominees are... Do we have to do a drum roll? I'm going to put a tim- <laughs> No, no, you guys. I, I have real sound effects. There's going to be a timber. No, it's better when we do it. <laughs> as, as the editor of the podcast, I disagree. Uh, okay, so the nominees for this category. We've got Matthew McConaughey from Dazed and Confused. Emma Stone. All right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Emma Stone from Easy A. The late, great Heath Ledger from 10 Things I Hate About You. A uh, young upstart, fresh-faced kid named Will Ferrell from old school. In, in his early 40s when he did the movie. Or just looked <laughs> like his shit. Based on his almost nude body. Yep. That's right. Or nude body. We saw his nude body. Nude body. And last but not least, Paul Rudd from Clueless. The, the ever-youthful Paul Rudd from Clueless. Um, let's, let's go doesn't around age. here. He doesn't. He, him, Ferrell, uh, mm-hmm. what, uh, Angela Bassett, these people, Gabrielle Union, oh, ageless. All of them. Fantastic. Um, the way we're going to do this, we are each going to go around and pick who we think uh, should win this category. And then you guys can use that as kind of, you know, your jumping off point to pick your own winners here. So, Dana, who do you think was the best new kid in class this year? Oh, man. This is a tough one, but mm-hmm. um, it was my pick of a movie. Oh, actually, two of my, three of my picks are on here. Guys, I picked great. Goddamn. Movies. Wow. Yeah. Look at me. The other two um, are mine. Okay, that's fine, but I have three. Um, So for this one, I'm going to go with Heath Ledger because I was in love with Patrick Verona at this time. Uh, His dance number in a stadium, I thought that's what boys do and all men should do when they want to profess your love. Boy, was I. Boy, were you disappointed. Grand gesture over here. I didn't do that, but I did shit on that scale in high school. I did similar things. But, you know, he, I think he, like, just makes the movie, like, so he's just so great that you fall in love with Julia Stiles, our favorite uh, actress. Our mascot. Um, 
because of how wonderful he is. So I'm going to say you could see it was the beginnings of something. Yeah, he was great. Heath is my vote. Okay. All right. One for Heath. Big sis, where do you come down mm-hmm. in this category? Um, so I think Emma Stone is not, shouldn't technically be in this category because I think she was in some other things. Although I will say this is a big standout role for her. Mm-hmm. Um, while I love Paul Rudd, I think I'm going to have to go with Matthew McConaughey because of like the backstory here mm-hmm. of like how Austin you yeah, was in UT film school and would just like negotiate, basically like leave class, miss um, tests and all this stuff because he was like, in order to make it in film, I have to actually like go and be in films. And so this was in Austin and he just kind of up and um, didn't, you know, take his final and, and negotiated basically with his teacher that this was more important or like, you know, was able to take the final another day. But um this he like basically had a very small i don't even know if there was any lines in his role and he kind of just like in dazed and confused sort of, well i think he oh you're thinking about my, bo- my boyfriend yeah, improvised oh i see what you're saying no. okay yeah, yeah yeah no like he didn't have any lines assigned to him That's and he amazing. just like wanted yeah he used his his older brother as like inspiration for this character and basically put himself in that shoe in his shoes and basically like acted or ad-libbed lines and he got much bigger role than he was originally was he wow. embodying brewster mcconaughey is that his that's his older brother i'm not i think it's, it's rooster. Rooster. rooster had like a show on some former a and e tlc whatever but wow. yeah rooster mcconaughey is a character so i, I ooh, that things. okay sorry i'm like talking about trivia uh dave yeah. which was the best new kid in class in your opinion uh i think i'm gonna have to go with uh paul rudd on this one um all right he was interesting to watch he was funny mm-hmm. um he could give as good as he got from share throughout the movie um and uh, he's, he's a good-looking guy, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, and this was it was literally his breakout role. This was his first movie, and he's just been like a, on a massive uphill, um, up uphill. What, what do you call it? A jet trajectory. Uh, Climb trajectory ever <laughs> since. So yeah, it's and Clueless. I could watch over and 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 over again, and he's good and he's good every time so it's very it's a very memorable performance um i feel like we should post to the vulture thing where they have like a quiz where you have to pick it's like two pictures of paul rudd side by side and you have to figure out which one is younger or older Ooh, it was a tough quiz it's not easy it is not easy (laughs) um you know in this case uh blood is thicker than water um sticking with big sis on this one it's mcconaughey for me um you can make a strong case for any of them like this is a really you know, full category, but um, of the five nominees, he's the only one who's really like in their first ever role. Uh, Paul Rudd was in a couple of TV shows before this. And I think like one or two, like basically walk on roles in movies, but this is like his first ever thing. And um, if we're being honest, well, there was another movie that we saw where he had a one liner. Technically he was in my boyfriend's back first but I think the anti dead body thing. I don't know if yeah. there's a, I should come he, up with something better. 
Anti-dentite, anti-dentite, anti-dentite. But but I think I think Days to Confuse was released before my boyfriend's back. He was he acted in my boyfriend's back first, but I think that was like put on the shelf for a while before it was actually released. So this is the first thing that he was in, like in terms of the actual release date. And uh, he's basically been playing a variation of Wooderson for his entire career with a couple of exceptions. Like that's not him in the Lincoln lawyer or like a time to kill or Dallas buyers club. But for the most part, he plays the same role over and over again. Mm -hmm. Plus he's the only Oscar winner on this list. So you could argue that he's had, who else has an Oscar? Falsified Heath Ledger for the Dark Knight. Oh shit, you're right. Emma Stone for La La Land. Oh, Boom! God. Fuck La La Land. Oh, fuck out of here. There were three. <laughs> there were three. La La Land could eat my ass. All right. If we if we have a poll quote, it's gonna be that. That movie is trash. Like I hate La La Land, and I in my Ryan in my, Gosling discovered jazz. Baby. Right in, hey, in modern day LA. Yeah, yeah, a movie good. about a bunch of white folks discovering jazz music. Get the fuck out of here. Dancing in traffic. You know what happened in LA in real life? They'd all be dead, run down by people. Or shot. It's not going to work out. Yeah. Sorry, one interjection, one correction. The older brother wasn't Rooster, it was Pat. Pat. That he modeled this character. Rooster's still a character, though. That's not nearly as fun as Rooster. Rooster. Rooster was on like yeah. a hillbilly uh, shark tank, I think was a show I used to watch him on. So. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I would watch that. Um, so those are our nominees for the best new kid in class. Uh, our next set of nominees are the worst, clumsiest, most uncomfortable and unnecessary love stories we've covered so far this year. Uh, it's time for love at worst semester. And the nominees are Julia Stiles and Sean Patrick Thomas in Save the Last Dance. Rachel McAdams and Matthew Lawrence in The Hot Chick, Jennifer Love Hewitt and Ethan Embry in Can't Hardly Wait, Andrew Lowry and Tracy Lind in My Boyfriend's Back, and Julia Stiles again and Mackay Pfeiffer in O. Uh, Dana, what is your pick? We have a late entry. because I updated the notes and then you didn't catch it. Um, I also said Alicia Cuthbert and Emile Hirsch in The Girl Mm. Next Door. That's right. That's right. I left them off, and I'm I'm sorry for that. Put some respect on their name, or disrespect. Who? Um, okay. So this is tough because I think, as we've noticed over the past few episodes, I think romantic storylines are useless in most yeah. of films. Kissing you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still like nine at heart. Uh-huh. Um, also, 80. in this, uh, yeah, nine and eighty all at the same time. Um, in this list of, this is a tough one. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with Julia Stiles and Kai Pfeiffer in O Mm -hmm. because there's all that weird racial shit about being in the big house. (laughs) A lot of it. I don't don't even remember the lines. My notes are somewhere. I do. That one scarred me. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to go with that one because it was very uncomfortable. Um, easily manipulated by horrible Hugo josh hartnett into trying to commit murder i don't know it was a wild movie it was wild and it's this relationship that made it wild so i'm gonna go with that okay big sis so if i look at the the category the way that the category is positioned most uncomfortable and unnecessary unfortunately i think julia styles mckay pfeiffer was somewhat necessary necessary because yeah, it, it was, was based on yeah, it was based on a 
storyline about them being lovers. So I'm going to throw out a technicality, um, but I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't know, that technicality kind of like deletes (laughs) a lot of these. (laughs) I think basically all but one. But I, I, I just like, I really just can't do the boy, my boyfriend's back, Andrew Lowry and Tracy Lind, um, even though it wouldn't, the title wouldn't have made sense, but all, the title didn't make sense anyway. Didn't make because sense. Because they were never boyfriend and girlfriend in the first place. So the no. fact that my boyfriend is back, that is a lie of a title in the first place. So I think that they should never have been a thing. And the fact that your boyfriend or whatever, love interest, neighbor, friend, I don't know, is decaying um, and you're going to prom with him? Like, absolutely not. Yeah, that's, that is a fair argument. Dave, how about you? You got me. It's Andrew Lowry and Tracy Lynn, 100%. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. He's a cadaver. He's dead. That's just, that's. The rest, I understand, suspending disbelief, movies. What do you guys have against necrophilia? I don't. I have so apparently many everything. Yeah. No, that's his. Kink shaming. No, his, that's a kink of good shame. That scene where, where, where I, I, I thought it was actually happening and stuff started falling off of his body. His dick fell it, off. It, his dick fell off. His <laughs> leg fell off. Everything started to fall off. I'm like, yep, yeah, these are all possibilities when you're dead. Stupid movie. Dumb relationship theme uh, done. In, entirely okay. fair. Um, I am taking Dana's side in this one, and I'm going to say Julia Stiles and Mackay Pfeiffer an O. Um, I also very nearly went with Andrew Lowry and Tracy Lind. Like, it was, it was very close for me. But the slavery role play and the actual murder <laughs> at the end of the movie pushed Horrendous. Julia Stiles and Mackay Pfeiffer over the top for me. Um, yeah, that was, it was well the murder at the end was based on no, an adaptation i get that this is uh, he he chokes uh, <laughs> i will i will side with you on the the racism not needing yeah. to be a thing yeah, yeah. the the slavery the slavery uh foreplay was uncomfortable for me but he did i mean he choked her to death for like 40 straight fucking minutes it was a long choking also he kind of raped her as well so like, uh, that to me is worse than somehow worse than a a girl <laughs> dating a a dead body. Um, it it was close, but yeah, those were that was my choice there. Um, now any old millennial worth their weight in pogs spent countless hours quoting and requoting their favorite movies. Uh, this next set of nominees are the most quotable movies we've watched this year. The nominees for best yearbook quote are Old School, Mean Girls, Outside Providence Somehow, Clueless, and Dazed and Confused. Uh, Dana, we are going to get it started with you here. Obviously, you chose Outside Providence. I just was, uh, listeners, I snuck Outside Providence into a couple categories just for fun. Um. I was going to delete it, but it's too good to leave it in. Yeah. So, um, no, I won't be picking that one. Um, but it is funny. Just, just <laughs> no thinking. lines in it. No, I, I can't remember a single thing anyone said. I yeah. can. It's like, it, it's like uh, making out. It's like Chinese dinner. Oh, Ain't over right. till you both get your cookies. Oh, my God. Hey. He's hey, quotable. Hey, I know Dave's vote. 
Um, <laughs> but in oh, this is a this is a tough one. So I've had it narrowed down to two. In high school, though, I will say we quoted Empire Records a lot, but that's not a quotable movie. I don't know why we did. It's not. It's it's, it's weird. Um, but of the ones that are on this list, oh, this is tough. This is tough. Um, I'm gonna go with Mean Girls is a movie I quote a lot, and I rewatch all the time. And that that is it's a Tina Fey joint. She's a fave. I will watch anything Tina Fey is a part of over and over again. So Mean Girls. Um, I think when we did that movie, we could have just done the quotable lines. Like we could have covered really nothing else. And yeah. I like, again, folks, I don't know if I mentioned this before. Most of my notes are missing. I don't know where they are. I cannot find them in my house. But I had like pages upon pages of quotes for that movie. And so. see, this is what happens when you have a senior citizen co-host your podcast. All my notes are on my drive. I just, I can just search for things and they pop up. Dana's over here with like an abacus and like a I typewriter. I need to a chisel and then sometimes <laughs> feather, a quill and ink. Cuneiform um, tablets. Yeah. <laughs> like it's ancient but... Sumeria. <laughs> Cuneo? Really? We're doing the cuneiform drum? Cuneiform tablets. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Um, big sis, which one did you pick here? This one was a hard one for me, too. I have, like, three in the top. Mean Girls is one of them, so I'm going to put that aside because Dana just voted. Um, and I will also say Mean Girls just, for me, was more phenomenal writing than specific quotables. Um so that leaves me old school and clueless. I'm going to have to go with old school because I realized years after watching it that I was quoting old school and I didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. Guys, that obviously was not my pick in this category, but it was the movie I picked. It was, Guys, it was a, it was, it was a yes. pick movie. We should probably keep track of who picked the most winners when this is all done. I don't know if we'll like put that on the pod, but just drag oh personal competition. Dana yeah. is actively pop locking right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I'm in my gown, guys. It's so uh, I'm so dexterous. I mean, I can't believe, yeah, you can do all those moves in that that tight little number. That strappy sequined number. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, so Dave. I'm so cinched. Uh where did you come down in this category? I mean, Dave's confused at a couple iconic lines that will last forever, and that's fine, but I prefer to go by volume, just by pure volume of awesome lines that I quote on a regular basis. So I have to go with old school as well. I mean, took up three quarters of a page just of uh, notes of just quotes when we were doing this one. I mean, I'm here for the gangbang. Hilarious yeah. every time. Yeah. And and the Dan band, when he adds those extra fuckings, that's just it's perfect. Oh. And you can go on and on and on. Meal of food. Eventually. You're my boy, Blue. Whole meal of food. Yes. <laughs> All of it. So, yeah. This, no, there's no other way to go for me. None of them, none of the other choices come close. And see, for me, I, I found myself surprised by my choice here. Going into it, looking at the nominees, I was like, well, it's obviously going to be Clueless or Dazed and Confused. Those two for me are like, oh. it's going to be one of these two. But when we discuss old school last week, I realize I have continuously quoted this movie for damn near 20 years. Uh, I mean, it's, it's part of my life in a way that I was unaware until I rewatched it. So like, don't celebrate it, Frank, but my pick is old school. Like, that's it's, it's very hard for me to not pick it. I also, I, I thought about tossing in 
um, Wet Hot American Summer because that was the one that I had the most lines yeah. written down for myself. I don't quote that movie hardly at all. It has a lot of very funny lines in it, but I don't really quote it. And I quote old school, I mean, you know, a yeah. lot, like a lot more than I realized. So That one's more about the goofs and the, and the visual gags than it is about the actual uh, yeah. quotes. You're not just going like... Four games for you, Glenn Coco. You go, Glenn Coco. You Listen, to... Mean Girls, incredibly quotable. If my wife hosted this podcast instead of me, she would have picked Mean Girls and like it'd be the only nominee in the category, I think. But yeah, she's not here. So this is not this always is my like pick. yelling at people to stop trying to make fetch happen or she doesn't even go here. Yes, that's what that is what I say. <laughs> good ones. Go here. Yeah, that's why our Harrison book is full of secrets. There are some good lines in there, but uh, for okay. me, it's it's got to be old school. Um, right. We'll see what the fans say. We'll yeah, fans we'll say. see where they come down. Uh, now, if there is one thing that has really stood out to us after watching these movies, it's just how insanely problematic some of these movies and characters are. Uh, these are the nominees for in-school suspension for the most problematic element or character. We've got Timothy, Timothy Oliphant, Mr. Oliphantastic in The Girl Next Door. Sean William Scott as himself, a.k.a. Stifler in American Pie. Mark Harrowick as Dave Novotny in Election. The entire film, Cruel Intentions, and yeah. the entire film, Dead Man on Campus. Uh, Dana, which one are you going to pick here as the most problematic that we've seen this year? Okay, so my choices. Oh, who is the most... You know, I have to go with uh, Dave Novotny in, in Election because I think I had never seen that movie before. Oh, God, <laughs> that's right. It, yeah. And I was very upset that this was the plot of the movie. Very upset by Mr. Novotny. It's not Matthew Broderick, though. It's his friend. No, right? it's, it's his friend right. who looks okay. directly into the camera and says, Her pussy gets so wet. <laughs> believe it. <laughs> Three minutes into the film. Uh, yeah, that was. Oh, okay. Ugh. I gotta go. Sorry. Uh, can we pause the podcast? I have to go take a shower. That is... A bleach. A bleach shower. <laughs> so I'm gross. surprised we don't have any, we don't have more nominees for this category. We really could have. There were so many. I mean, we didn't have anybody from Eurotrip in this one. Um, mm. you know, there, were, there were a lot of things we could have put in there. I'm sure we could have found something from, uh, I mean, Eurotrip, the last dance, L- uh, yeah. the little Hitler kid from Eurotrip. Oh God, little Hitler uh, kid! Remember him? Yeah, yeah. There were there yeah. were a number of things we certainly could have put into this category. Yeah, but I'm going with uh, Mr. Dave Novotny. Okay, big sis. Good one. Do we do we think Varsity Blues tweeter from Varsity Blues like is a is a strong nomination here? Oh, oh yeah, he drugs people. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a bad guy. You could, you could certainly say that he was snubbed by not getting a nomination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he was a little—he's a little snubbed. He put in the work. That's he for really, sure. He really, really. Maybe, did. maybe John Tucker from John Tucker Must Die. I don't know. I mean, he's not good—not a good um, person. That's for damn sure. But of the options, whew. I mean, I, I'm going to have to go with the entire cast of Cruel Intentions. <laughs> I'm primarily. There's yeah. just so much. There's just so just, much in that movie. Yeah, I mean, and because we watched it like during one of the Lost episodes and really dissected those characters, and and then again um, more recently, and then just like rewatching it in I don't know in today's light, I just 
they're so diabolically terribly terrible. <laughs> yeah, they're awful. They are bad fucking people in a bad and way. And it's like quasi incest. It's very creepy. I yeah, think all the all the breast fondling was not was not okay. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, and Cecile, like Cecile is the worst, and her mom. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. literally, there isn't a character that's not problematic, other than maybe Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah, because Cecile can't read or write, so yeah, that's not that's not good. Uh, and she tries to play the cello. Her she she tried her best, but it was just so yeah. bad. That's that's a problem for me. And yeah, this week on Brazzers is Cecile playing cello. Um, MLK is her favorite. <laughs> Jesus, Dave, which one did you pick here? Uh Dave Novotny's pretty bad, but we we've already heard the reasons. I'll go with the. I'll go with Stifler. He's he's a he's not a good guy. Um, he's sexist. He's very pushy. Um, <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. He's very pushy. Um, he's he's homophobic. He's a bad friend in mm-hmm. almost every possible way. Um, says some funny shit though, so that's why he's so <laughs> iconic. Because back in the day, it didn't really matter. All, all the things that that uh, he said, everything was just like, oh, cool, yeah, he's funny, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, all around bad guy, and uh, for his bad acts, he drinks the beer full of cum, and uh, his mom gets uh, fucked by one of his uh, supposedly good friends. So he gets what he deserves, but he's still a bad guy. Yeah, you know what? shit break, shit break, bones yeah. his mom, shit breaks mm-hmm. bones his mom. I I will say, I think I I don't disagree with your pick because he really does kind of embody what problematic is. Yeah, most of the others in this category, uh, if not all, well, no, not dead men on campus. Most of the others in the category were meant to be like repulsive at the time. He was the one who was held up as like the cool character and like the aspirational figure of all of them. That now That's we look true. back and we go, "Oh shit, like we, we fucked up." <laughs> That's not okay. <laughs> Um, and this is an incredibly stacked category. Let's just let's just go through them here. There's a porn agent who tried to ruin the life of a high school student. There's a guy who went out of his way to normalize rape culture. A pair of horny step siblings who tried to turn a girl with some kind of a mental deficiency into the premier tramp of the New York area. An entire movie about how suicide is hilarious. But mm-hmm. I have to go with Dave Novotny from Election as well. The dude groomed and seduced a high school student starting when she was a sophomore and then bragged about it like that. Sure did. That is, Stifler is trash, but he's 17. Dave Novotny's a grown-ass man with a baby. Once, twice, three times times a lady lady with her diet A&W beer. Led her into the bedroom in his marital bed. We're in love. (laughs) Oh my God. Fuck that guy. He sucks. Yeah, fuck may him, I, dude. May I also say, like, Tim, Timothy Oliphant, Kelly is a horrible character, but Timothy Oliphant is fantastic. I don't know if anybody watches The Good Place, but The Judge is a big yes. Oliphant fan. So, like, you were just like, oh, Ke- Kelly's charismatic. I like that guy. They don't so call him was... Oliphantastic for nothing. He's, he's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. He, he's yeah. very good. He's very good in that movie, too. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. He's probably the best part of that movie, but he is still kind of trash. Terrible. Horrible. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I so mean, the fact that we didn't have some of the characters from EZA in here could have, could have had whichever um, much talk of that was. Oh my god, worst friend ever, Rihanna, Rihanna Well, I was thinking more of the uh, Lisa Kudrow 
character? Sure. Oh. Sure. Bad. Terrible. Kudrow is no different than Dave Novotny, except, I mean, that kid was dumb and was 35 in high school still, but <laughs> still a high school kid. Uh, now, these next nominees come from the four old millennials ourselves. Uh, some of our best moments come with no context at all. So these are the nominees for best poll quote from She's All That. Well, I guess I have to eat these pubes now. From I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, so the fisherman was dragging a dead guy. Yes! Okay. From Election. Hey, um, Teeth, I want you in my movie. <laughs> I'm Diablo Cody. How you doing? From Legally Blonde. Something about her fat ass. From High School High. The wife gives me a little tickle tickle. From Cool Intentions. When you get mouths on it, that's when you get a damp third. And from Never Been Kissed. Sheer white nonsense. Uh, Dana, which poll quote did you want to talk? We really could have picked any of them. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of picked at random here. But which one of those uh, stood out to you the most? Um, it's a tough one. I don't feel comfortable voting for myself. I'll just do that right now. Um, but I, I will we say, have the most of these. <laughs> I think if we go through one count, you probably have the most. I say stupid shit. That's what I do. Um, <laughs> I like this one because it sounds one way, but that is not what Megan meant by it. <laughs> and Megan is talking about sheer white nonsense. <laughs> it never <laughs> She's talking about, I think it's like Drew Barrymore's like it's white shirt. Lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> like her whole outfit. It's her whole outfit is like, all white. Yeah. And it, it, she's describing her outfit as sheer white nonsense, but it's also like, also Drew Barrymore in this movie is just sheer white nonsense. The whole movie, movie is sheer white nonsense. <laughs> so it's like, oh, it's funny on so many levels. I love it. Oh, boy. Uh, thanks, Dana. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Megan, which one did you pick here? Um, I also like don't really like voting for myself, which is why I could never be like president or something. Um, that's why. But, <laughs> that's why. Um, but I really did love this moment from, I know what you did last summer when I was explaining the whole situation. And uh, at the same time, Dana and Dave are like, Oh, oh that's wait, 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 yeah, wait. Hold on. <laughs> oh, I didn't get it. A, I didn't get it. But then I got it. Yeah. I mean, I had to look at a lot of different blogs and do some in-between research and watch it a few times, but... Yeah, thank God someone did, because I didn't know what the fuck mm -hmm. was happening in that movie at all. Um, Megan was there with the Zabruder tape, the Bruder just film back there. into the left. Yeah, back. she found Babushka Lady and the Black <laughs> Umbrella Man. Uh, Dave, which poll quote did you like the most? God, it's down to two. And I have no problem voting for myself, but I'm, I'm going to leave it be. Uh... Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be Dana. Cruel intention. She had to explain the bases. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, <laughs> when you get mouths on it, that's when you get a damp third. I'm like, yeah. damp third. That mean that's just the best. We so have a funny. handful of running gags. I think damp third is among my favorites. It's yes, damp third. Yeah, that's it's it's just very very visual. Also, yep. Mm -hmm. Um, have I told you guys I had to describe that to a friend over text? I think we might have discussed this on the podcast. You described the, the damp third? Uh-huh. Oh. Because <laughs> oh, no. they listened. They're being supportive. Yeah, and a friend she... is supportive. It's, she's in my book club. Uh, um, okay. 
and I had to do it over text and that was very awkward. They're like, you guys reference this damp third thing. I was like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> let me break it down for you. I you use very say, technical terms at the time. Like, do you, you want to say her Anatomical. first and last name like me in the early episodes? No, I don't do that to my friends. <laughs> I don't anymore. She's a, they're both lawyers, so I really don't oh, want to. No, right do not. Like it's sued. Um, so they'll get, they'll know who they are if they yeah. continue to listen. So for me, um, this one really came down to the wire. Like I said, we could have picked, I mean, we have 40 something poll quotes here and I mean, damn near any of them could have been the winner. But for me, um, I was right on the verge of picking Dave's Diablo Cody accent because, like, that's among my favorite running gags along with Damp Third. But I have to go with us potentially cracking the code of what happened in I Know What You Did Last Summer. We worked so hard (laughs) to understand what happened in the one minute of the movie where they explain everything. And by the time we got there, I was exhausted. I was crying. Like, it was a lot. So that moment yeah. to me kind of stands out as like, we, we did it as a group. It was us climbing Mount Everest. Like, we got to the oh. summit and all the yeah. world laid out beneath us. And we looked down on it with scorn. So, yeah, yeah. That, that to me was a, a crowning achievement for us. Uh, and I, I, and I promise... To someday listen to an interview with Diablo Cody and find out what she really sounds like, <laughs> or maybe I shouldn't. It's not that. She's from like Indiana or something. She's from like, Minnesota, she's... I think. She probably sounds like my mother-in-law and like not <sighs> like like uh, the Brooklyn brawler or whatever Dave was doing <laughs> that accent. But I prefer it my way, so I'm gonna keep Duke, doing it. Duke the dumpster drosy, a deep cut for wrestling fans. If you guys know that one. That's a very deep cut. Yeah. Uh, he used to bring a whole trash can full of shit into the ring and like toss it. It's a whole thing. Look up. Do, I'll, I'll put it in the Facebook group because Duke Drosy, that was a, that was a weird gimmick. Um, now, Are we some, doing a pull quote for this episode? Uh, Should I be thinking of something clever to say? No. You just got to let it happen. Yeah. Just let, it, let it come out. You, you've had, you, I, I'm pretty sure you didn't think of the ones that you said that came up. Sheer white nonsense no. <laughs> was not planned <laughs> Nope. I might true. have I might have come up with because so I was reading these today and I had a good chuckle. <laughs> and I think the one I said about I guess Jesus didn't take the wheel. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, you did you did plan mm-hmm. that one. And I think I might have put like a rim shot sound effect at the end of that. <laughs> yeah, every now and then I will write in my notes like at the last second, oh you gotta make this joke. Like how however bad it is, but that one might have been planned. Oh, my God. Speaking of damp third, I just have to sprinkle this in there because <laughs> I just noticed this one was in here when our friend Bobby came on the podcast. Oh, man. Said, I can't wait to introduce my wife to Damn Third. I'm so excited. Thank you, mm-hmm. Dean. <laughs> Shout out to Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. Which also, at the time, I went, I, I don't know if I said it, but I was like, shouldn't you already know? I know. <laughs> right. They've had a child. So they have a child. Hopefully. Yeah. They've married for a while. Um, now Remember, guys, actually, no, there was, I, I had it when Dana mixed up. Robin Big and Big and Rich. Oh, that's good. That's <laughs> I, I'd forgotten about. I just reread that one. I'm like, Robin Big, like so save a horse, right? Cowboy. <laughs> and, and you're just like, no, it's Big and Rich. No, it's it's Big and Rich. We we are we'll, fucking funny we'll, guys. We'll, we'll continue. I was just thinking about that. Just ah. Yeah, no, Robin funny. Big from that show where do they work, do all the crazy yes. shit. Rest of you mean like save a horse, Big ride black. a cowboy, Robin Big? Wow. Um, listeners, I hope you're enjoying this because. It's so great when people find themselves funny and just tell you how funny they are. <laughs> yeah. We are fucking hilarious. Um, 
Now, some actors can do quite a lot with very little screen time. Uh, the exchange student nominees for best cameo are Todd Phillips as the creepy guy in both Old School and Road Trip, Andy Dick as the oral sex instructor in Old School, Matt Damon as Donnie in Eurotrip, Fred Armisen as the creepy Italian guy in Eurotrip, Blink-182 as the band watching the webcast in American Pie. Wes Craven as the janitor dressed as Freddy Krueger in Scream. The ageless Raquel Welch as Mrs. Mm -hmm. Wyndham Vandermark in Legally Blonde. And H. John Benjamin as a can of vegetables in (laughs) wet, hot American summer. Uh, Dana, which one do you think deserves the, the honor this year? This is this, again. This is a tough one, but I think if I remember my notes correctly, which again are not here, you don't. Most of them, like most of the ones for the movies that we're talking about, have just vanished into the ether. Um, but if I remember my notes correctly, I think I said I needed more Fred Armisen in this movie. I think so. So I will go with Fred Armisen as the creepy guy from Eurotrip. It was my only, the only part I enjoyed of the whole film. I was gonna say that's the one thing you liked was Fred Armisen saying "Excuse mm-hmm. over and over again. That's all he had to do. Love Fred Armisen yeah. just being weird. He had a mm-hmm. whole TV show about it with Carrie Brownstein in Portland, yeah, India. Yeah, like Portland, it doesn't India. get any better. Very dry. Yeah. That's, yes. that's that's a big old box of hard tack. It's very dry. Yeah, you should definitely uh, get some Gatorade while you're watching that show. Yeah, um, like the lights. Ha ha. Ha. Anyway, uh, sorry, Fred Armisen. <laughs> Megan, which was your favorite exchange student of this year? I don't know. There were there were a ton on here that like aren't even on here. I mean, there's okay. a lot. You, we, we should point out, we all have the opportunity to nominate people. Okay. You could have I had a busy week. <laughs> Some things to do. Uh-huh. Um, I don't... Can I, like, do a write-in? I, 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 I guess. I don't make the rules. Fuck it. <laughs> if you want to do that. We might audit. We may have to throw it out in the recount, but you can definitely Provisional try. ballots are a thing. Yeah, we, we can try. Um, well, I, I can't remember. There's been a couple bands that have been cameos, but also like an unnecessary cameo, but also goes with Rose McGowan is the Marilyn Manson and Jawbreaker cameo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was, that was a cameo. That was a cameo. It was like a cameo. That one was like, whoosh, went right yeah. over my head. Forgot about that one. Yeah. Also the Donnas. Well, Yeah. <laughs> weird all right uh dave which uh which cameo did you like the most this year matt damon in Eurotrip. okay just right at the beginning just did really yeah they got they got him to be in this movie they had to put all that shit in his face and his ears and stuff to give him kind of that hard look but i do love that song wasn't he just uh, like happened to be in Bucharest or whatever? They, they were filming someplace weird where, where, where he also was in 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 Bratislava, Bratislava. which is also where was, they end up. He was boarding at the time, I think. Yeah, he was for sure born. Yeah, he, he had the born build. Um, and and just when 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 he shouts out that part, I did her on his birthday. Yeah, just that 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 final just stab. Oh, sorry, bro. Scotty. That's it. Uh, sorry, Scotty. Yeah, Dave and I are on the same page here. This was a real nail-biter for me. Like, I went back and forth between Matt Damon and H. John Benjamin, but I'm going to go with Matt Damon. Um, Scotty Doesn't Know is still a banger to me. Like, if I was – I've got um, Nick Hallman from our uh, Empire Records episode is in a pop-punk band now, 
And if they did, Scotty doesn't know, guarantee the place would still go crazy to this day over that song. And uh, him showing up in this movie, in this role, at like the height of his stardom, is a little bit better to me than the voice of H. John Benjamin more than a decade before anyone knew the name Bob Belcher. So mm. I'm going to have to go with superstar Matt Damon um, showing up with shit in his face to talk about how Fiona's got him on the phone and she's trying not to moan. It's a three-way call and I'm not stopping. Um, oh, gosh. I'm surprised none of us picked Wes Craven. He didn't do enough for me. Like it's it's cool that he's in there and he's in the costume, but he didn't do enough. He just reacts to uh, Principal Fonzie. He's like, "What'd you say?" Huh? And that was it. And he's like, "Oh, sorry." Got murdered. Hey, hey, look at my big scissors. I got real big scissors. He had yeah enormous scissors. I I recently did an illustration for a um character design contest uh, where the theme was fashion. And I made like um Turn to the left. Fashion. Yeah. Fashion. Yeah. I made like a like a fashion kind of assassin character and she had gigantic scissors that were not not based on principal defons. Um now what is a teen movie without a terrifying click of popular kids shitting all over everyone else? The nominees for this year's Queen Bee Award are Regina George in Mean Girls. Cher Horowitz in Clueless. Courtney Shane in Jawbreaker. Gonna feel like big sis here. Catherine Mertwil in Cruel Inventions? You don't pronounce the L. Mertwil. Melt. Mert. Hillary Faye in Saved and Merit means something else in French. I know know it now. I know that one from thanks to H. John Benjamin and Archer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nancy Downs in The Craft. Um, Dana, who gets the award in your opinion? Um, I feel like this is tough. I keep having to go first, but it's fine. Um, It's how it always goes, man. It's okay. I feel like. And not to you know mess with anybody else's choice. I feel like Cher is just very nice, so I'm not going to be afraid of her. I think I could be friends with her, but she was the leader of that crew. Yeah. Um. Oh man. You know what? Actually, if we're going to this like terrifying click leader in my mind, they aren't popular, but bitch went like full princess of the dark. Yup. Nancy Downs went whole hog. She would murder you with with witch powers and i am not robin tooney and i don't have the light or whatever i don't think i'm battling back nancy's just gonna buy me i don't know what she's gonna do to me but nancy's terrifying yeah, truly terrifying. murder you in cold blood and cackle all the way uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like laugh yeah. the whole time yeah nancy um, terrifying all right big sis well i appreciate that because that was a late entry mm-hmm. um it really was it was so i have a little bit of a nit about this category while it's called Queen Bee, it's introing a terrifying click of popular kids, and there can be a terrifying click of male popular kids. With the King just, Bee? Yes. So I just wanted to say this is more about the diabolical Queen Bees as a whole. And so with that one, um, I would have picked Nancy Downs. But I, I still can't. Uh, yeah, follow your heart. I mean... But she's just like so crazy. I, I, I like I don't know if I can. 
I might have to go with Catherine. I'm going to go back to the cruel intentions and like my, my leaning into like, these are the worst characters of all time um, Mm -hmm. with the worst intentions of all time. And she is literally, I mean, like, I, I was like, does she have a job? Does she go to school? Because she's literally 98% of her life is surrounded by figuring out different ways to manipulate people. Mm-hmm. And cocaine. Mm-hmm. She well, does. That's, that's a 2%. That's, <laughs> that's a 2%. 2%. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, Dave, how about you? Queen B, Cuban B. Cuban um, B. I love Jawbreaker. And Rose, Rose McGowan in that movie is pretty terrifying. Yeah. Courtney Shane. It's my choice. Um, I don't know if like, I, I like the bright colors that everybody was wearing. I, I don't like me wearing bright colors personally, but to see them on other people is nice. Um, and she created a new person. Yeah. Pretty much all, all by herself. Her and a couple friends just decided, yeah, we're, we're going to make this person into a some someone completely different and uh violet. angeline yeah and she and she what? violet and she, was based violet but violet. based on angeline yeah she's angeline that's a whole thing in the movie yeah Sorry. and if and if not for one of those pesky recordable uh uh greeting cards she might have gotten away with it too yeah. those pesky not those meddling kids pesky cards but uh yeah she's and that uh, the Marilyn Manson stuff sticks with you too. Uh, that part was gross, but o- overall, I thought she was the best out of the category, personally. So. Yeah, okay. I, you know, I think the natural inclination is to go with Regina George here. Um, but what I think we realized uh, watching some of these movies is that she was not as terrifying as she could have been. Like we we saw. Uh, scarier versions of that character many times this year and it's like yeah Regina would cry if she saw some of these girls like she's not as tough as them so um, I also do love Nancy Downs in the craft but the reason I'm not picking Nancy is because she had her Queen Bee title usurped by Robin Tooney like she the other girls kind of flocked to Robin instead and she had better powers and Manon could not save her so for me, I am going to go with Courtney Shane from Jawbreaker. Um, she committed a murder, didn't even bat a false eyelash at it, and she did it all under a thick layer of pale paint, which I think we also have to remember her skin was reflective in this movie in her mm-hmm. 1950s get-ups. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, for me, um, she she scares me somehow more than a woman that has actual magic powers. So I'm going to go with Courtney for that one. Um, well, what you mentioned about Nancy Downs, though, and the craft is a similar situation at Regina George and Mean Girls because. True. Like you when sort. Lindsay Lohan came in and started to become. Yeah. Like, that's a very the good leader point. of the pack. Kind of. Yeah. That's yeah. why I didn't pick and, her. And nobody. I mean, I, I guess you could say that Violet like usurped Courtney, but like not really. I don't think she ever got yeah. there. She she yeah. basically pulled Julie away from the group, and she was she was queen shit of fuck mountain for like twenty minutes, and then Courtney posted giant posters of her all over every inch of the entire school, which is a move that Regina George never would have gone that far. I feel like so that is that is my my pick for that one. Um, right. 
nothing is quite as exciting as watching a team rally in the closing moments to win the big game. This year's nominees for MVP are Friday Night Lights, Remember the Titans, Bring It On, O, somehow, Drumline, Roll Bounce, and Varsity Blues. Uh, Dana, which was the best sports movie we've covered so far this year? Wow, this is a stacked category. Um, let's see. Who? What are their? Uh, what were their times in the forty? And how much did they bench press at the combine? Anybody, anybody um, you know, like got a couple yeah, of legit four three forties in there. <laughs> okay, like uh, um, like Deion Sanders in church shoes, winning a four three two. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh man, just on sport. Oh, this is tough. Okay, this is tough. Because like, if you base it just on the sports of it all. Oh, I don't. Bring It On didn't have enough cheerleading in it. I remember I complained about that. <laughs> you so did. Next, out of here. Um, so I'm torn between uh, some of the football movies. Um, I'm actually going to say for just like the sports of watching this movie from a sports perspective of a game is being played and the action is well done. I'm going Friday Night Lights. Okay. That was like okay. solid football. In that film, I felt like, yeah. like if we could have had more football, like cut out all the other shit, it would have been great. I, I was actually going to say, didn't we talk about that the movie was like 85% just yeah. playing football and like 15% actual character There was very little non The way it should be. Yeah. 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 A, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of blood, even though they had face masks on. I'm like, what, what the <laughs> fuck? These were all dirt. Is everyone just like, yeah. eh, I got you, you bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Got you. Which blades on the football field. Uh, yeah, that's what what is your pick for this category? So I'm interested to know why Bring It On and Drumline made it, but um, Center Stage did not make it. Again, you had as much power to nominate things. <laughs> as it was you could have nominated it. It was a busy week. Um, I was like, right. the episode's not out yet? No, but it is. <laughs> it's out. They're all out at this point. Um, all right, so... I agree with Dana. Friday Night Lights is like, if you're talking about like the movie that had the most actual sport in it, 100% Friday Night Lights. Yeah. A lot of if you wanted a nice, solid mix of sports and like the sports kind of like drama and background and like storyline, I think I'm going to have to go remember the Titans. Okay. That's a solid pick. Uh, Dave, what is your pick? I like um, Varsity Blues a lot. Um, I, I think it's a good mix of it's it's a whole heck of a lot more um, just teenage stuff beyond the football field. I think there's there's still a lot of decent football going on, but uh, thought the characters were pretty good. There was some good um, partying going 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 on, but kids oh, yeah. dealing with real issues a little bit. But um, and John Voight, just a real fucking asshole. You want to punch in the face. You always need a good villain to, to, to make the heroes look a little more heroic. And I thought that was kind of put it over the top for me. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of assholes. Remember that one dude's dad? Big piece yep. of shit, driving drunk, yelling at him from the back seat. Yeah. I thought he was going to rape his girlfriend for a second there. Thank God he didn't. But that was yeah. my first thought when he walks out and like, sees them making out on the couch. I thought that was Friday Night Lights. Isn't that what Dave said? You say varsity I said, blues. I said, said varsity, varsity blues. blues. No, oh, like, there, there was no varsity blues that happened. It was um, uh, Faith was, Hill's husband, Tim McGraw. And that, that was in yes. No, that was Friday Night Lights. <laughs> okay, never mind. You guys are both talking uh, Friday Night Lights. Well, I've been drinking. No, um, no but Mox's dad was 
Yes. Kind of an asshole. Mox's dad was an asshole. Yeah, he but was. I, okay. Yes. Not nothing to the degree of you know, in, it, he had to inject kids' knees so they can get out there for one more play God. and threatening yeah. people's scholarships and shit. I'm like, that's yeah. Looking that's back, things. you're not wrong. Sexy sex. Uh, this is a very stacked category um, outside of O. My heart says roll bounce. Um, my head says remember the Titans. Uh, yep. But in this case, as with most things in my life, I'm going to follow my heart. Um, I love remember the Titans. I love Herman Boone. But y'all, Charlie Murphy and Mike Epps put roll bounce <laughs> over the top for me here. Oh my like, God. And sweetness. The coolest oh, character in the history so of the film. That should have been the most was diabolical character. Yes, yes. Sweetness was diabolical. Oh, shit. But I mean, I mean, come on. You've got you got Chai McBride in it. You've got Bow Wow acting his ass off. Journey Smollett. I'm talking about races. sports. I want the, the action. I want the yeah. sports. Man, I'm telling you, get any actor mm-hmm. from any of these movies and put them on Hollywood stage swinging. and see how they do. Hollywood <laughs> swinging. That's I thought right, they had right. complaints about the end of that one, that there okay. wasn't enough okay. skating. Okay. There wasn't enough skating from sweetness, but from from mm. the other I don't crew, remember that portion of the complaint. From, <laughs> from, from, from Bow Wow's crew, theirs was like, it was legit skating and it was great. So yeah, that is, that is my pick okay. there. And don't forget about Beanard. Yeah, Beanard. Yeah, because no. that's how you say that. It's we also nice. watched it like a week after we found that he was an anti-Semite, so that was a fun, oh, a fun mm, thing. Yeah, look back on oh, Beanard and Spanish was in that movie Spanish with the size fifteen skates. Right, Spanish. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so as we've seen, uh, a great soundtrack can make even an average movie into something pretty special. So, this year's nominees for Battle of the Bands are. Save the Last Dance, Empire Records, Dazed and Confused, Rock and Roll High School, Roll Bounce, and Can't Hardly Wait. Uh, Dana, which movie had the best soundtrack for you? I'm going to go with Save the Last Dance, because I think we all were pleasantly surprised Shocked. at how great that soundtrack was. Yeah. I wasn't pleasant. I knew. I, just, just, I, I had no idea. I had oh, forgotten. I had the CD. We were not a lot of Megan. Um, but yeah, that one was just banger after banger. Like, I forgot how good it was. We were like watching. I'm trying to take my notes on my with my quill. I kept knocking over the, the ink. Um, so I was just bopping. It's a good, it's a good soundtrack. It's got some grooves to it. It's got some, got some bangers. Yeah. All right. Big sis. I mean, I was obviously going to pick that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Clear as day. Yeah, <laughs> but just to put it like a little bit of a different perspective, I'm gonna go with Empire Records because that oh was God. also one of my picks. Wow! And I was a little angsty as a teen. A little. Um, so I I really aligned with um, the music in that. Okay, Dave. I know it's a cheat code. I understand, but oh. music and the music in Days to Confused. I mean, it's song after song after song after song. Some fog hat. Would it kill you to play so a little fog hat? hat. Per- Rock and roll hoochie coo. School's Take out. Alice Cooper. Dude, you can go up. Love hurts. Stranglehold. I mean. Stranglehold. Fuck Ted Nugent. Stranglehold. I, I know, but that's bangs. a hell of a song. I understand. That riff um, is something. 
and the stuff that wasn't on the soundtrack. The, they, I think they played Sweet Emotion at one point. Yeah, the opening um, of the movie. Yeah, Sweet, Sweet Emotion. Yeah. Song after song after song after song, killing it. So I loved it every minute. Okay. So technically, my answer here is Roll Bounce. Um, it's, it's well, I'll explain. I am making a judgment call here for my own personal record book, and I'm dismissing Roll Bounce and Dazed and Confused because they're both cheat code movies. Okay. I feel like if you have 20 or 25 years to look back and pick the best music of the era, especially as Dana yeah. pointed out that some of those songs came out after the movies took place. Sure. I feel like that that's not quite the same as what yeah. Save the Last Dance was able to achieve by picking a greatest hits of early 2000s hip hop and getting every song as a banger except for the one written for the movie. Every yep. other song on that soundtrack was a radio smash. <laughs> like it is, it is now that's what I call hip hop volume one from 2001 or whatever. Like it is amazing. So I, I, I like have to go save the last dance. Yeah. I mean, there are too many hits from there. It's so many. And you know, oh, uh, my friend, um, Mickey P, uh, Lindsay from our, our Facebook group here, she did call out uh, Can't Hardly Wait Today, which is a great soundtrack. Yes, I had to good. knock it down a little bit for two different Smash Mouth songs on one <laughs> soundtrack. It's kind of so cool. Looking back, I'm like, fuck were we all doing? That, that, that barely missed. They, they played two of them and they played one of them twice. <laughs> Like they love Smash Mouth in that movie. Hey so now, you're an all star. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Yeah, also walking on the sun. Um, now, even some of the greatest teen movies got their start as humble stage plays and literary classics. The nominees for the Book Report Award for Best Adaptation are Ten Things I Hate About You, which is based on Taming of the Shrew by Billy Shakes, Clueless, based on Emma by Jane Austen. O, based on Othello by the aforementioned Willie Shakes. She's All That, uh, based on Pygmalion by George Bernard Shaw and also My Fair Lady. Cruel Intentions. Um, I feel like Big Sis. I'm going to fuck Go this up. Go for it, so bro. <laughs> do it. Do based it. on Les Liaisons Dangerouses by... Dangerous. Dangerous. I'm just going to pronounce this the way that Big Sis would. Pierre Chorderlos Laclos. Chorderlos Delaclos. And Van Wilder based on Burt Kreischer, the <laughs> undergraduate from Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a good article, man. It's a good, good article. article. Data. <laughs> uh, adaptation was stretching a little bit. Data, um, what is your winner in this category? Oh, man. So I think there's like two top contenders and oh man, I'm torn because I know some of the other categories that are coming. So I was trying to like spread the wealth on some of my choices because I know the other categories. Um, I think for this one, for best adaptation, you got to go clueless. Um, I was reading an article, I think The Ringer did it, that said it's like the best Emma adaptation that's like ever been done. Wow. Um, it truly is a classic. I remember watching the movie Emma and going like, this is Clueless. Like, I didn't know. <laughs> they ripped off Clueless for this movie. <laughs> yes, that's how much of an idiot I am. You aren't Ty. 
um so yeah i'm gonna go close it was great it's so like what a creative way to like do as we've seen with some of the other updates on this one othello did not work um basketball basketball instead of war (laughs) so yeah i'm gonna go clueless all right big sis which one uh gets the trophy for you i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do it van wilder I mean, yeah. Whoa. So 10 things I hate about you is also amazing. Mm -hmm. That was going to be my, my real pick, but I have to give Van Wilder a little bit of a shout out because it was my pick for a movie. And I like have a weird obsession with it. Um, Parasite winning best picture. What a shot. I know. Well, I'm not, we're not saying they're winning. We're just saying this is a nomination. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Dave, which one got your selection here? It's between one of two. I mean, there's the serious one, the fun one. I'm, I'm going to go with Cruel Intentions, taking that stuffy 18th century um, subject matter and making it updated and interesting. Like they keep like that libertine lifestyle that they talk about in the enlightened era then. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just bring it into modern day and it fits really well. And, uh, you want to see an old school version of it. There's another movie called Dangerous Liaisons where you can see like the old school characters being very similar to these new school characters, but acting was great. And uh, the way that they handled the subject matter was interesting. So I went with that one. Wow, all right. Pierre Chodalos the Laclos coming through yep. for Dave there. Uh, I just wanted you to say that one more time. Yeah, I, I got it. I got it. Uh, for me, only one of these nominees is on my teen movie, Holy Trinity. So I have to pick Lewis. Um, okay. It has everything I love in a teen movie. And it was so good that I remind you, I went to go see it back to back on consecutive days. So like the others, except for O, are pretty great. But uh, yeah, Clueless to me, it's, it's uh, you know, Brittany Murphy. God. I mean, come on. How can I? Really, Shakes gets locked out. Love yeah. it. <laughs> Well, I, I personally subscribe to that theory that he never existed and that his plays were a compilation of multiple different authors who wrote under one pseudonym. So. I'm the 24 people who made up Willie Shakes right. got I locked think, out. I think he just got, he split the votes because he was nominated twice. It happens yeah. all the time. It so is. that's yeah. what happened there. Yeah, you put everyone in for one movie <laughs> and all of a sudden you get somebody that was in some other shit. Uh, what was that? Um, I think that was the year that... Uh, Meryl what? Streep won for Doubt. I feel like there were like three other actresses in the same movie that all, I think that was the same year that Spotlight came out. And like the huh. actresses in Spotlight all kind of split their vote and then Meryl Streep won for Doubt. She's great in Doubt. It's not like an Iron Lady she's, win. She's, she's great in everything. It's not an Iron it's Lady win. Iron right. Lady. Iron Lady for eight, eight minutes yeah. of screen time you win the Oscar. Ooh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Not amused. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's no escaping it. Um, some of these movies are just big old pieces of shit. So this year's nominees for the Dunce Award are Dana's favorite film of all time, Outside Providence. Yeah, my favorite. favorite film of all time, High School High. Dead Man on Campus, My Boyfriend's Back, and The Hot Chick. Dana, which was the worst flaming hunk of shit we watched this year. I, I don't know how outside Providence wound up in this category. I am it's bad. and horrified and appalled. Thank you for being honest with you. 
It's real big. I don't know how this could have happened. It's not like I've apologized for making us watch that movie I almost every week know. since we've watched that movie. I'm going to pipe in so many boom sound effects as you're talking for this part. <laughs> I need to know. Um, but when I have to think about a movie that I did not like, ah, oh, ah, this is a tough one because there are two films that I really, really disliked on this list. And I think I'm going to go with High School High. I oh, really. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> yep. Cowboy. I, uh, yeah, I just, I know it's a parody, but I think it was a parody of movies I have not seen. I've only seen, like, Lean on Me and maybe a little bit of Stand and Deliver. So, like, it just really was not, didn't, didn't hit for me. Didn't land. It's a no for me, dog. You're worse than Ebert. Um, the Big <laughs> Sis, which one wins for you here? You know, I'm quite shocked that Idle Hands didn't make it. Again, you could have nominated it. <laughs> you have as much power. It's a shared document. Mm, I only no. want one film on this list, and I'm my one <laughs> candidate is. I do not apologize for Idle Hands. That was a fun conversation. Technically, I have. It was three. a fun conversation. Yes, that's that's the thing. Do you, do, you, do you separate the podcast being good about no, a the, bad the movie? movie? I mean, it's, the film. It's it's tough. Three of these are my picks, but two of them are my picks because we had guests that were coming on that wanted to talk about them. That's fair. Yeah, so I won't hold those against you. Yeah. I mean, you all know I hated High School High. You um, did for some reason. So I, I won't. I mean, but Hot Chick was pretty painful. <laughs> but so was Dead Man on Campus and My Boyfriend's Back. It's just, oh. It's a thick category. It is, it is a thick one. Might be um, our hardest. I think I'm going to have to go with The Hot Chick. Okay. I don't even think I finished that one. I think you didn't. I'm pretty sure you had like yeah. 15 minutes ago. You're like, just tell me what happened. <laughs> yeah, I was just like. <laughs> we were like, I can't. I can't explain the last 10 minutes of the movie. I have no idea what you're happened. Like, you're like, you can take the next 10 minutes to finish watching it. And I'm like, nah, nah I'd rather never know. I'm like, they're at a titty bar all of a sudden. And the parents show up. I don't know how that happened. The brother got to walk into a strip club at seven years old or whatever. Yeah, that was wild. Uh, Dave, which is your winner for this one? It's tough not to pick the hot chick. I'm not going to because you, you, you put your weed in there. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> um, but um, I'm going to say my boyfriend's back. Um hey. I didn't know what the movie was supposed to be. It was probably, <laughs> someone probably thought it was supposed to be scary slash funny. It wasn't either of those. It just was. And I need more than that. Yeah. It was, um, it was, it was a, it was a dumb movie that probably didn't, didn't need to be made. Um, For sure didn't. And yeah, I can find funny things about all these, but then I look back at, my, my boyfriend's back and just the nonchalant attitude of the parents that was supposed to be funny. That was just weird. Off-putting. Nothing, nothing, yeah. no, no, nothing hit. Nothing made me laugh. Nothing scared me. I felt nothing. So. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. So, I am also very tempted to go with my boyfriend's back. Um, but at least that was a quick movie. Uh, my pick is the only one we've covered so far that I could not stomach watching in one sitting. Now Dana's gonna pick my favorite film from this from this group. I'm gonna pick hers. Outside uh, Providence, big old piece of dookie. 
we explained why. It's because they wanted to kind of coattails the Farrelly brothers success in something like Mary and like make this movie into like a a kind of a spiritual sequel to that movie and in doing so they ruined the whole thing but no this is Harvey Weinstein's fault boom nailed it Harvey blame him you still have several full-size posters and cardboard cutouts that movie in your in your home um (laughs) I just, it was the only time that I think I watched a movie for this podcast where I pressed pause to see how much time was left. And I'm like, there's an hour and 10 minutes to go. There's so much more of this movie. On occasion, I'll do it. And I'm like, oh, I thought there was 10 minutes and there's 20. This was the first time where I'm like, oh, I need to like clear my calendar for the rest of the day because I have more of this mess to watch. So outside Providence. It totally makes sense. No, it makes sense that you get in trouble and you get sent to boarding school. Uh-huh. A fancy boarding school. Not not yeah. reform school. No, boarding fancy school. boarding school. You didn't go to the school from um from major pain, which I'm sure we'll cover one of these days. You oh, went have to, to a school from school ties. <laughs> so like you're fine. I mean, I believe my pull quote from this episode was white privilege. <laughs> it was- for sure, it was you screaming white privilege. That was that explains it. this why this happens. I um, mean, all I'm gonna say is, Crooks, you, you should be glad that we watched the 100 Girls episode as a fan. lost episode. We're gonna do it again. That would have that would have like really nudged it out. I, th- I've, I've got a host, uh, a guest in mind that I want to see if she will come on to do the girls with us. Um, oh we're gonna do it again. I, I can call it already. If we make it two years, uh, 100 Girls will win the dunce for the second annual Cappy Awards. Like it's going to, it's nothing, it might be by itself in that, in that category. <laughs> I may not even make any other nominations. Um, but you guys, right. this is the moment everyone's been waiting for. Uh, <gasps> while most of the movies we've covered this year have you know, their own charms and virtues. Uh, some deserve special recognition for their achievements. So this year's valedictorian award for best film are, remember the Titans, Clueless, Can't Hardly Wait, 10 Things I Hate About You, and Mean Girls. Dana, what is your pick for the best movie we've watched so far? Oh man, this is tough. Cause I was like saving one to call it out here. Then I look at the full list. Does it and belong? Just, what? Does it, does it fit? Does it belong with these? On yeah, the no, I'm list? not like arguing with like the, the choices okay. are. Okay. They're good choices. <laughs> it's just like some of them are just very different. But I'm going to go with the one that I had set aside originally. I'm going to go with Remember the Titans. It is, it makes me laugh. It makes me cry. It makes mm. me think. It makes me sing along to that sweet, sweet Motown. Um, it is a movie I've probably watched more than any other. Cause like I discussed it during that episode. I would watch this in preparation for like preseason field hockey in college. And then when I was like a coach for like a decade. So this is like a movie I've seen so many times. I love Denzel Washington. It's a great cast, phenomenal film. No, remember the Titans. Okay. Left side, strong side. Strong side. Left side, strong side. I will side. break my foot off in John, John Brown, Brown Hyde Park. <laughs> you drop this ball. You don't drop this. You don't get blood on my uniform. 
Anyway, I'll stop being Denzel. No, no, zero fun, sir. Mm. No fun at all. Uh, Are you smiling? <laughs> Exist. Which is your valedictorian? Well, first of all, Dana, I'm so glad I can bring you so much joy and excitement <laughs> with that pick. Um, okay, so I'm just can't hardly wait is one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. of the teen movies. But Mean Girls is just so good that I think I would have to be remiss to not vote for that. I mean, just the phenomenal, like the writing, the cast, like the actors they picked in that particular moment were the perfect people for those roles. It's quotable, we talked about that. There's some good fashion. Um, It's just an all around, like everyone can relate to sort of movie. So I'm gonna have to go with it. Mean Girls. All right, Dave? I'm about to say clueless. Okay. Um, Good one. For the longest time since it started to be shown on TV, whenever it comes on, wherever it is, I can watch it. And uh, you end up with a smile on your face. It's a nice story. Um, good acting. Um, and uh, Alicia Silverstone, she does just so well in, in it. I just really, everything about it is great. It's not too long. <laughs> which we always complain. It's like, oh, hour 35 is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Right nothing, sweet spot. N- nothing too much more than that. And uh, outside Providence. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just never ending in enjoyment. I could just, I could, I'll probably turn it on after, after I'm done. Cause, 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 cause because I'm thinking about watching it now because uh, we talked about it. It's very good. Uh, for me, We've got two of my Holy Trinity picks in here, um, Clueless and Can't Hardly Wait. But Can't Hardly Wait is, and uh, for 23 years has been, my all-time favorite teen movie. Um, Can't Hardly Wait is the genesis of this podcast for me. I was at Trivia talking to two of our Trivia team members who have summarily been kicked off the team uh, for some anti-vax standpoints that they've taken during quarantine i wouldn't say they kicked off we just started playing again and didn't tell them (laughs) so they were not invited back but neither sorry to listen to the pod yes sorry if y'all are listening i don't even feel bad but they um neither one of them had ever seen or heard of can't hardly wait what what i know well they're they're a little bit younger than us not a lot like five years or so and i remember sitting there like at trivia between each question explaining the plot to them like step by step as it went along and by the end of that i'm like we should do a podcast and talk about teen movies because if you don't know can't hardly wait like you need to know this fucking movie so it's got my number one teen crush in it uh word to jennifer love hewitt takes place all in one day which is like my favorite kind of a teen movie um i can look at the action in the background for the whole movie and find it just as entertaining as the things happening in the foreground. It is a perfect teen movie for me. So yeah, can't hardly wait gets my pick for this year's valedictorian. Um, guys, that, that does it for this year's annual Cappy award nomination spectacular. Thank you for joining us. Um, we're going to put all of the nominees in our Facebook group, the recapping gown fan club, where you can vote for your favorites and let us know where you stand. Uh, You can vote all week, and then we will announce the winners in the group next Monday. Uh, We'd also love it if you guys would 
subscribe, rate, review. Join us on Twitter and Instagram at RecappingGownPod, R-E-C-A-P-N-G-O-W-N-P-O-D. Uh, before we get out of here, our next pick is Dave. Dave, what is uh, the next movie that we're going to watch? Um, Ooh, this no one, yeah. no pressure at all. Um, <laughs> Uh, this this one keep it's it's at the top of my recommendations in Netflix and I I haven't seen it in a long time but I remember watching it back in the day and really liking it from 2006 Justin Long and Blake Lively in Accepted. Oh my god. Okay. What? I love a yes. good Blake Lively movie. I miss nice. Justin Long. He had a moment that didn't really exactly. last. Okay, yeah. just shameless plug for my clients. We just released um intel it was like the response to the apple ads that justin long was in oh yeah and it was the intel pc ads um so check them out on youtube and all the social media channels yeah um, you know when will we get that check from intel just you know because we're <laughs> such a high <laughs> <I'm> sponsors. popular <laughs> i will say popular podcast I'm the only graphic designer that I know who doesn't own any Apple shit at all. So I am, I'm John Hodgman in those commercials. I'm a PC and uh, it's not as bad as he made us look. No, it's bad. Hey, you don't have a million dongles with it. No, I don't, yeah. I don't have that kind of money to buy a fancy Apple laptop. I've got this humongous, uh, oh, laptops. my job bought me, but I can never afford it on my own. The thing is, I mean, it's the size of a fucking house. I can't afford a computer like this myself. Give me a fancy yeah. PC. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, you guys, that does it for this week's episode. Uh, thank you for joining us for the inaugural spectacular. Take it easy, millennials. We will see you next week.